This is the Beard Winner Podcast, Episode 8. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Beard Winter Podcast. I am joining you halfway dead, halfway alive, and by that I mean I'm a little bit under the weather. I wanted to make sure that I got you guys this episode. I know it's later in the day that this episode is being recorded and being pushed out to you, but I wanted to make sure that you got your bi-weekly dose of the Beard Winter Podcast. And this episode I think is important in the sense that it helped me realize the importance of unplugging, the importance of traveling, the importance of getting out there and taking risks and exploring this uncharted territory that we keep saying is the new normal and relaxing and unwinding and being able to do so with my father is a gift. Uh, A lot of this comes back to pets too because the reason for this trip is that COVID has kept us in our houses, our domiciles, our apartments, what have you. For some of us, we have not been able to stay home as much as we want because we are deemed essential. And my goodness, what a weird thing to be deemed essential and non-essential. That's a whole nother episode and a whole nother ball of wax. But if you have the ability to travel and also to travel and appreciate it as being a gift instead of a burden, I think that it's eye-opening and it's needed, at least annually. Some people who either don't travel because of financial reasons, their parents, they're too busy, they have a job that doesn't allow it, they own a restaurant. I mean, imagine owning a restaurant and trying to get PTO. I remember my buddy Logan, who comes up often in this podcast because he helped design the Beard Winter logo. He and I were talking about when he moved to New Zealand, maybe he could start a restaurant because he got into Mexican food and Mexican cooking. And he was really talented at it. I mean, I have never had guacamole with roasted jalapenos and roasted garlic in it with minced tomatoes. It was delicious. It was a great take on guacamole without going overboard and adding really funky stuff to it. And his tacos were just mind-blowingly good. But his girlfriend, Julia, said, if you do that, you'll never be able to take a vacation. So I guess there are situations out there where taking a vacation is nearly impossible. But if you can carve out the time to hit the road and change the scenery that is your every day and get away from the smartphone, get away from the tablet, the news, the TV, because every emotion... And I know that the news has to be aware of this and the people who are telling the anchors what to deliver to us on a multi-level and multi-timed distribution throughout the day and how to manipulate our emotions and play us against each other and keep those emotions heightened so we're waiting for the next story, the next COVID update, the next person to be killed. And that's not good. It's hurting And I I wanted to be completely honest with you that that's why I took a trip. I I had to go. I said to my dad, I said, let's go to Colorado. And he said, well, I can't go until Monday because my dad does consulting on the side. 
and he had a business meeting at 10:30 central time and he said okay if we can go monday after the meeting let's do it and i said yeah you're my travel buddy we're gonna do it so we packed up the car we got everything ready and monday by noon we were out of dodge out of douglas county iowa um, out of uh, dodge county if there is one in nebraska and on our way to colorado it was a nine-hour trip. It is a boring drive across Nebraska. <laughs> Believe me, there are probably more bar- boring drives out there, but this is up there amongst them. And we landed in Golden, Colorado at just the right time. It was beautiful in the sense that we could still tell there were fires there, but we knew that we had r- arrived at a time when the smoke was not really overwhelming. And that was a gift, getting there and messaging Alex, who was on a couple episodes of this podcast earlier, said, yeah, we had rain come through earlier in the week, so it's really been good on the smoke. So my dad and I arrived on Tuesday, or arrived Monday night, so Tuesday we continued up into the mountains and went to Winter Park, made sure we had a reservation, and went to Rocky Mountain National Park just to celebrate the familiar even though it's something that I grew up with in the first half of my life with Estes Park and Rocky Mountain National Park being in my backyard, being a kid of Wyoming, I took it for granted because it's now nine hours away from me. And it always felt prior to this whole COVID thing is the cop-out destination. Like anyone can go to Rocky Mountain National Park, the true explorers of Colorado. And I don't know why I felt this way, but it's kind of sounds douchey. Um, but I, I said to myself, the true explorers of Colorado will go venture out to places like Telluride or Aspen or et cetera. And those places have merit. They're beautiful. But if you can go somewhere in four days and explore it and really feel like your heart is unwinding and you're allowing that vulnerable side to come out, which also allows that artistic creative side to come out, I think that's so much more beneficial than traveling many more hours and getting less time exploring your creative side and making memories. So after arriving to Winter Park, we drove up to Rocky Mountain National Park, like I said, and it was a fun trip. I mean, just long story short, I got to play ranger for a little bit because I was told by a, a ranger to block the road. And it was tough because... I wanted this trip to restore my humanity or my, sorry, there's words again, getting the best of me. I wanted this to restore my faith in humanity. And this guy got out of his truck and he was all rough and tough. And I was this, you know, young man who was told by a federal wildlife officer to block the road until another ranger came. And this guy was mad at me. And I said, yeah, we're just trying to not disturb the wildlife. And he's like, well, what do you guys think we're doing right now? And I I said, I'm sorry. And I I said, I hope you have a nice day with a big old smile on my face. And I figured I'm going to take the high ground. And everyone, their eyes kind of gleamed when I said that, because I think with everything going on in this world, they were expecting me to come back with a jab and to escalate the situation and call them out and just take the low ground because they've seen so many examples on the news of people just taking the low ground. It must be easier. But I just smiled and Then after we all dispersed and another ranger came and they got the moose to scatter and cross the road with its calf, I said, I hope 2021 is a much better year and we continue to figure out how to be kinder and love each other even more. And some people had some smiles on their faces. Some people had less than a smile on their face when I said that and expressed my opinion. But 
you know, if I can do what I can do to spread love and try to help us remind ourselves that we are still good, inherently good, and not bad, then maybe things can get better. It was really unfortunate. I went to one of the dispensaries in Tabernash, Colorado, which is near Winter Park, and I went back to this place that I visited in 2018 the first time because there's this gentleman there who is so knowledgeable. In this place, it flips the script. It takes the whole reefer madness out of the equation. You see people, I'm in my 30s, and you see people our parents' age in there looking through the windows, seeing the plant go from small to big to being harvested to when you're in the shop where you can actually purchase their goods, you see them extracting it and putting it into edible marijuana into other forms where you can enjoy it. And that's really neat. My dad came into the shop with me for the first time because he's straight laced. He 100% has to be straight laced. He cannot participate in that in any way, shape or form and nor will he, but he doesn't dog on it. And he was able to talk to a guy at reception, and I hope to be able in the future have a conversation with this gentleman because he's so interesting and so well-informed that he was able to shed light on the fact that the biggest growing demographic right now in this industry are people that are 50 years or older because they've had experience with it. It's not the devil's lettuce. And as Kenny said on the previous podcast, People's minds need to change about alcohol and how it's distributed. I mean, you shouldn't have to fight or be in a lottery to get some special bottle. And yes, it's rare and it's allocated and it's kind of fun to hunt for bourbon. But my goodness, it's so petty at certain times when some people start to argue over bourbon or argue over things that are commodities. And then there's those people that are just entitled And I I can feel that in the bourbon industry and in the cannabis industry. I came across a bud tender at the same dispensary in Tabernash, and she was having a rough day. Not so much as the previous day. She said her previous day was extremely rough because some people came in, they were so darn entitled. And she said, almost exhaustedly, she said, gosh, I, I used to think that people were inherently good and there were just a few bad people out there. But now, I almost feel that it's the other way around, that there are more bad people out there, and the good ones are far and few between, because I mean no ill will towards anybody, and these people were just all over me, and I almost cried. And this woman is older than me, she told me she was 50, and it came up in a different part of our conversation, and I said, you know, I, I can tell you don't have a mean bone in your body, and I said... Please don't lose that faith in humanity. Hopefully our interaction, because her and I really bonded while we chatted, I said, please don't lose that faith. And she smiled. And I I hope that I planted that seed that people are good still. And no matter what social media tries telling us, no matter what the news tries telling us, no matter what reality tries telling us, when we see people dying left and right, I hope that the good will prevail. (laughs) I mean... I was never much of a Star Wars fan, but going back to what I know about it, the good prevails. The darkness never wins. And if it does win, we failed at the better path. And I know taking the higher ground is harder. And and that's tough. But that's why doing anything that's worthwhile, there's some resistance. Like going on this trip, 
you think about the chances in life that you missed out on the I'm going to do this situations, but it never becomes a reality type situation. And we easily could have passed up this trip and just said, hey, we're going to go in September to Yellowstone. And we found out during this trip, my dad has a commitment towards the end of September, so we cannot go. So I'm happy we went when we went when we did. And everything happens for a reason because as soon as we left, the fires got worse. And thank goodness they got snow and it helped right afterwards. So we dodged the snow as well too. But the main thing I'm trying to convey is that if you have the ability to do so financially, time-wise, and you're able to bravely do so and get someone who is a positive force in your life to come with you, travel. Go somewhere where there's ocean where there's a large body of water like the Great Lakes or just a large reservoir that you can look out upon and just say, oh my goodness, this thing goes on forever. It is huge. Or mountains or rolling hills that just go on for as far as the eye can see. The point is go somewhere where you feel small and not in a negative way, like where someone makes you feel small because they're trying to, you know, essentially project on you or something to that effect. But go somewhere where you feel small. And, and that has always been profoundly awakening for me because it shrinks my problems. When I stand at the base of a mountain or I stand at the edge of an ocean and look out, I think, how can my problems be any impact in such a l large world? If I'm having a bad day, does the sun stop shining? Look at it from this perspective. Did the season stop progressing in the state I just got back from of Colorado because of COVID. No, right now fall is coming. For those who have the ability to get out there, get out there soon. I mean, we it's September 10th here and we have the ability for fall color to be appearing already. It's early, they had snow already. And yes, there's going to be some parts of Colorado that hold on until about October um, for peak color for the aspen but we started to see cottonwoods and other aspen following suit turning yellow at the higher ranges especially in parts of colorado where water is scarce and that makes you think about our impact as humans on this world because water seems to be lower everywhere i've gone it's almost like the converse of last year last year in july my father and i went up to banff canada and we followed the missouri river all the way up to Montana. And we noticed it was flooded the whole way there. So it made sense. Yeah, Nebraska and Iowa, where were so many dams down from Fort Peck in, in Montana, where the, where the river begins, that yeah, we're underwater because they're underwater. The water's high, it's going to go downhill. And then this year in Colorado, I noticed that the reservoirs are low. And as we got further east on our way back, I almost said west, uh, on our way back to from Colorado to Nebraska to Iowa, I noticed the reservoirs out there are low. And I said, well, if they take all the Colorado, all the water out of the Colorado or the Platte, how are the states that rely on these going to have the water? Or is the problem that those states are sucking too much water out? I mean, Phoenix takes a ton of water for their golf courses out of the Colorado and for drinking water. So if they're consuming more, maybe it's draining faster than it can be filled. But the good thing is, is that Mother Nature is doing its thing and the world keeps on going. They have snow in the mountains again. Hopefully they continue to get rain. These fires go away in California and Oregon. And we can start to find some resemblance of normal. But in the meantime, if you can 
find a way to get out of the world, the world that's, is pinning us down via social media, via the news, via our smartphones, via these screens that we look at all day and get out of the house. Even if you can cheat and virtually get out of the house and go on a YouTube journey with someone who traveled somewhere, do so. Maybe it will open your mind. Maybe it will help you get out of this creative rut that you're in, start creating, start feeling better and get excited about life again. It was really hard for me to record this episode because this sinus infection kicked my ass. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It really straight up kicked me square in the rear. Um, Getting out to Colorado, you go from the Midwest, which is low elevation, to the mountains for those who aren't familiar with uh, the geographic setup here in train. And when you go up in elevation, usually you ditch the humidity. And then you also go up in elevation and there's less atmospheric pressure on your sinuses. So I had a bloody nose and it looked like I murdered someone. It was my friends on Snapchat laughed and got a good chuckle out of that because I had a paper towel and I said, hey, it looks like I killed someone. What do I do with this thing? And they said, burn it. But I ended up just throwing it in the trash because it was my blood. So, I mean, I'm alive. I'm well. So crime solved. Anyway, um, then when I got back, I noticed that this, the sinuses weren't getting better and it started raining. And then we had a shift in weather that 20 degrees Fahrenheit in the U.S. in the Midwest where we're at. And that wreaked havoc on my sinuses. And I slept for 14 hours yesterday. And my apologies, I did not get this episode out to you guys sooner. But I can say that the episodes that are coming down the pike are going to be excellent. I plan on having some friends on in photography. I want to have some friends on in hospitality because that has changed. Uh, For those who are looking to travel here soon, hotels are different. No, they're not different in the sense that They've reinvented the hotel, but Continental Breakfasts are breakfasts. Wow, way to enunciate. Sorry, guys. Um, Continental Breakfast is no longer a thing. It's usually a packed sandwich in a brown bag. And good luck, sucker. No, it's not that bad. Uh, well, it can be. I mean, sometimes it's a cream cheese bagel, and sometimes it's a heated sandwich that you can throw in the microwave that's in the room with a, you know, kind of a maybe coffee cake with apple and yogurt, something small. It's nothing compared to what it used to be. And they sanitize the rooms in the higher hotels. But if you go to the lower end hotels or the economy hotels, we stayed in both because, you know, money's not growing from trees. Last time I checked the higher end hotels like Hilton, the Hampton, they will seal the door with a thing that says Lysol cleaned. And they're just spraying the room as my dad noticed because they're not cleaning it. There was hair, definitely long, long, dark hair on the inside of the French doors of the bathroom. And what I could only hope was toothpaste spray. Uh, We'll just leave it at that. Um, But they're probably spraying it with Lysol or some type of um, disinfectant. But what we found was really good for our peace of mind and probably even wise to do since people aren't running to the stores to grab sanitizing wipes is take Lysol or Clorox wipes with you If you have two of you in your travel group, each of you grab a wipe, start wiping down light switches, tables that you're going to set your stuff on, countertops, the toilet handle, sink knobs, anything you can think of in the room, and wipe down your phone on a daily basis. Both of us came back healthy, and I think it's partly because we did that, and it was good advice. And I think that the hotel did their part as well, too. It was shocking uh, that in Colorado... There were hotel workers that were in the hallways and the common areas that had their mask pulled down to where their face and their mask was showing. And that has to be hard. I mean, 
I cannot imagine wearing a mask for eight to 10 hours or even five to six hours at any given time. Going in and out of the store is a chore on its own. So good on you to anyone who wears a mask, but that was just kind of weird as well too, because another thing that you need to look at when you're traveling is look at what restriction that state has. We didn't know that in any common area, even if you can maintain social distance like a hotel lobby, you have to have a mask on. And that's something that we don't have here in Iowa or Nebraska, to my knowledge. You have to have a mask in certain buildings and certain areas, but in Colorado, they're a lot more strict and they have a lower infection rate. I'm not trying to get political, but that's just how they're doing it out there. So do your due diligence. And also, hotels are not scary. You can still get in and out of them. You can keep your distance from people. And as long as you socially distance, even in the national parks, you're going to be okay. Like we went to Red Rocks just to check it out. It was actually the night before they did that concert that was live streamed. And we wondered why the band was doing sound checks. We said there has to be more than something going on. And hopefully you guys will get a cool drone video of Red Rocks posted on the Beard Winner on a blog post coming here soon, um, exclusive to the Beard Winner. Uh, But we were able to record that, and instead of people crowding over to the Outlook to kind of feel like you were in the audience of Red Rocks, people waited their their turn, and everyone respected the space, that six-foot bubble. And I think that's kind of cool, that people are cooperating to figure out how to navigate this world, still be happy, still treat each other with respect, and figure things out. So with that, I say the moral of the story is if you can get out, shut your phone off for a while watch the news maximum of once a day just to know that the world isn't falling apart or if you can watch it every other day and just make sure people aren't running around screaming like their their heads are dropped off and everything looks okay do so unplug for a while it's going to re-energize you if, unless you come back with a sinus infection then it might take you down but it'll still re-energize you mentally to be more creative to be better to be happier and to focus on the good I sincerely thank you all for tuning into the Beard Winter Podcast. Like I said, we're going to have some episodes for photographers, for those looking to get into travel to figure out what that looks like, because how do we know what travel is going to look like? Do we have to quarantine for two weeks? Do we have to plan a two-week stay in our destination and a two-week return back at home before we can get back to work? What's that going to look like? So I want to get some people on here who are experts in that area. If you know anyone who works in the hospitality um, travel industry that you think would be a good fit and has a great personality interview, let me know. Drop me a line on social media. Shoot me an email at darren at beardwinner.com. And last but not least, check out (laughs) Duke Cannon. I can't believe Duke Cannon uh, released a pumpkin spice, and they called it the basic-ass brick of soap. Um, Duke Cannon always has had a nice sense of humor. This is actually a pumpkin spice latte brand soap. I'm going to buy it because I'm basic, and I like pumpkin spice from Starbucks. And it would be a great gift for those who hate pumpkin spice. Kind of a gag gift. It's a bar of soap that literally smells like a latte from pumpkin spice. um, You name it. And... I'm excited to try it. You can also get 15% off that first purchase of Duke Cannons. Probably buy more than one bar of soap because that's a one-time use 15% off purchase on your first one by using offer code BEARDWIN at checkout. That's offer code BEARDWIN. Once again, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for sticking to me while I'm halfway coherent here on allergy and sinus medications and antibiotics. I hope to be feeling well and being on the mend soon and talking to you with an interesting guest. Anyway, I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. This is Darren checking out. Cheers.